0: This is Street Talk with Chris Davies, helping you maneuver the road of real estate. Get up to speed with expert insights on the mortgage industry and your Northwest stomping grounds. Buy, sell, invest, and rest. Street Talk. Now, with this panel of industry insiders, here's Chris Davies.
1: Good morning, Seattle. Good morning to the Pacific Northwest. Welcome to Street Talk, your radio show on all things real estate, buying, selling, financing. We're here to answer any and all of those questions for you. Uh, This morning, I'm lucky enough to be joined by the beautiful Mrs. Lisa Balland.
2: Wow, what an intro. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.
1: And also, Mr. Crazy Bowie.
3: What's up, Chris? It's going to be a exciting show. There is a lot of uh, exciting things happening in the real estate market.
1: Well, it's interesting because there is a lot of news out there as to what's going on with the market, but you have to be careful of what the news cycle does to you a little bit. Uh, great article in the Times talking about what's going on in the Seattle market, talking about how we're, we're almost leading the nation in the fastest drop rate. Uh-huh. Uh, it's based on the K Schiller index, but that. That data is from September, and we're in November right now, So it talked about December how, Well, we're in December, correct. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Appreciate the correction there. Hey.
2: Quasi's on it. He had his third cup of coffee.: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Third. Yeah. So to my point, 1.3 percent drop in prices from the month before in August is a 1.6 percent drop. Uh, based on the prices the month before. And then in July, it was 0.3. But again, we're three months behind almost when you take that into account. So we've been talking about this weekly, talking about what the median prices are doing, talking about the fact that, you know, essentially compared to spring, prices are about $80,000 less in the upper markets, Seattle, Eastside and such. But right now, with all with a surge in inventory and with the price drops that have occurred, what are you what are you sort of seeing out there regarding what up you know are you seeing the activity picking up are you seeing people wanting to get more involved in the market or people just sitting there with their fingers legs crossed arms crossed going you know I'm not going to do anything
2: You know um I can jump in and say that uh a month two months ago that's what we were seeing but that's not happening now I think that you know the news is reporting one thing but but reality is another. Absolutely, and yeah, what we're seeing is lots and lots of buyers out there. Lots of buyers. Um, we're we're starting to see review dates again, mm-hmm. and those went away. Don't you think, Quacy? I, I
3: agree, hundred yes. percent. Yeah,
2: uh, we've been seeing multiple offers again now. Not the craziness by. Any means that we were seeing before, but at least that says that, you know, the competition is there. And then when we look at our market stats, like if we do, I love the seven day market report because mm-hmm. it's, it's like a snapshot in our time, right? Yes. Um, when things had gone down in July and August, what we were seeing was a lot more new listings, almost double the new listings mm-hmm. that we had versus pendings and sold, And now there are points in time that we're seeing the reverse again. We're seeing double pendings, double the amount of solds versus uh, new listings. What Abs- are your thoughts, Quasi?
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing the same exact thing. And the interesting part is that the people who are watching the market and who, especially the people who are thinking about selling, and then buying, they're seeing this opportunity. There's this window right now. And I think more people are trying to take advantage of that. And then you add on top of that some of those people who, you know, maybe the expectations that were set for them um, as far as their price and how long it would take to sell um, and the timing that they put their home on the market, they they are seeing that, okay, my house didn't sell. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull my home off the market for the holidays. So I think you have this interesting market right now where you have people that are pulling it off. So you're not having as much inventory, but it's just enough for people to have enough room to go in and say, Hey, I can buy and then I can sell and everything can be comfortable. And maybe I can even close before I get in for Christmas
2: and still a lot more inventory than we had. Yes,
3: absolutely. Yeah, Yeah.
2: it feels, even though I know this isn't true, it feels more like a balanced market than we have had in years.
3: Yeah, well, and everybody has a chance. And coming from the crazy market that we were in in spring, this absolutely feels like more of a normal market, more room. Mm -hmm. But we're still in a seller's market, right? Under three months of inventory in almost um, every area of King County. Excuse me, every area of King County, some of the the outer areas. Yeah, they're starting to get up there towards the the three months of supply. But still, it's it's a great
1: market.
2: This is what we've been waiting for. Yeah. Right?
3: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, again, the the opportunity to go out there and buy and be able to do so, not where you have a gun to your head. I mean, in other words, where you have to wave everything and do all those things and go, I don't know necessarily what I'm going to end up with, but I better do it now. Otherwise, I may not be able to do it at all. I think that coupled with what's going on market-wise, interest market-wise and where you're at there, you're still at a point where interest rates are just below 5 for the most part, mm-hmm. you know, or if you if you're buying a condo or something like that it may be above 5 because the rates are slightly different for condos compared to single families, but again it's going to be in and around 5%. It's not interest going to stay rate. there. Yeah. You know, in other words, it's still a great rate Mm -hmm. and, you know, you've lost so much affordability compared to where you were at last year. If you continue to play that waiting game, you're going to lose that affordability in the next few months.
3: Yeah. You know, in an interesting conversation I just had yesterday was a person whose home failed to sell. So it had been on the market, didn't sell. They were waiting to sell and then we're going to go buy. And when we had this conversation... I said, well, have you seen homes that you like, that you want to buy? And they were like, yes. And I was like, well, have you guys talked about doing a contingent offer? And she said, well, I don't, what's that? And I was so surprised because in this market and where they were looking to buy, contingent offers are being accepted because we know we have a few going on right now. And your home looks like, hey, you could get this thing sold but why aren't you writing contingent offers? At least but, try. Yeah, at least try. Her agent hadn't even had that conversation with her. And I was like, wow, okay, we absolutely, we need to sit down, we need to talk, we need to talk about strategy because that is something that a lot of people don't know. You can get a contingent offer accepted right now.
2: Yeah, six months ago, probably not the case in most of the you know Seattle area, but now you're right, Kwesi, it's, it's at least a conversation.
3: Yeah, and, and just for listeners out there, a contingent offer is when um, you don't have your home on the, uh, uh, on the market yet. You go in to a house that you want to buy. You write an offer and say, if you accept my offer, I'm going to put my home on the market. And once I get that sold, then I'm going to buy yours.
2: Or, but the home can be on the market.
1: It can it
3: currently can be. be on so the market, absolutely.
2: Either
1: way, absolutely. right? Either okay. way, yes. Yeah. Yeah, typically, if you, do, if you do write a contingent offer, you have to put it on the market within a week. Typically, I mean, it is standard on the
3: on the uh, form says five five days, five days. Okay,
1: but that can be you can you can alter that, make it seven days, make it three, whatever. Absolutely. That's just part of the negotiation. Right. So that's just what the recommended time frame would be if you do so.
2: That's a great that's a great uh, option. I'm glad you brought that up because it's something that we haven't talked about in years. And it's something that people should at least consider.
3: Yeah. And and in our earlier spring market, we wouldn't even have thought of bringing well, that up
1: and again it's one of those things that you haven't with the with the way the market's been over the last four years with the increase in prices with the hecticness properties going on coming off that type of thing really it's one of those things that hasn't really been a tool or hasn't been available mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and now with the increased inventory property sitting people dropping price people are going are to be happy to take their full price offer and make it contingent and get the money thirty days from now forty five days from now, depending on what the sell the sell time is on the other property yeah.
3: absolutely,
1: folks. the number to the show is eight four four talk one oh one it's uh just so you can put write that down i'll say it one more time it's eight four four talk one oh one i'm sure I'd be curious to hear if people have had the house listed, if people are taking their home off the market mhm you know because of the holiday season to me. Uh, I don't know whether that would be a wise thing or a good thing, necessarily, taking it off, putting it back on, thinking that's going to be better in the springtime. I mean, uh, activity is higher right now. Now, yeah. my now, obviously, I think inventory is going to be less now than what it would be, say, in January or February. Yeah. Thoughts?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think uh, if if people have that situation, definitely call in, let us know what your particular situation is, and maybe we can dissect it, but I think- Dependent, like we always talk about on this on this show, you have these hyper local markets, and it always depends. So there's always a situation. There's always some inventory uh, uh, discrepancies between this this neighborhood over here and this neighborhood down south. So I think it's
1: all relative, mm-hmm. zip code relevant is what I like yes, to say. Relevant. Yes, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a national trend. The national trend is that prices are slowing down nationwide. Uh, even when you talk about areas that haven 't picked up necessarily, I mean uh, Seattle obviously is ahead of the two thousand and seven mm. high point. The prices that were achieved in two thousand and seven, even taking inflation to, into account I think we 're about seven eight percent higher than where we were back then, and that 's not going to be the case in a, a lot of markets around the country
2: well and they 're still predicting a growth of what six point was mm-hmm. it seven or eight percent for next year was that Am I close?
3: I, I heard growth. I, I can't remember the exact it's, percentage. I think though. it was
2: six something. And I mean, that's still an incredible amount of growth, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's improvement. And so even if we have a little bit of an adjustment, which personally, I feel like we've kind of experienced the brunt of it and there's going to be some up and down but to me i think we already got hit hard as hard as we were going to get hit <laughs> yeah right um and i think we're gonna like chris is saying you know after the holidays during the holidays things just start picking up again right after mm-hmm. um so i don't you know this is it's a short window in my opinion to really jump in and and have have a get a great opportunity have fun with it and be a little bit more relaxed in the process i agree
1: yeah Okay, we'll talk a little bit more about interest rates and what the market is doing or what I anticipate the market doing here in the upcoming quarters. But again, the number to the show is 844-TALK-101. Once again, 844-TALK-101. For over 30 years, home
4: buyers have turned to this local expert and my friend for guidance. Hey everybody, it's John Curley with Laura Keel. It's always so great to see you, Laura Keel, from Laura's Home Loans. You and your experience is so beneficial to the clients, isn't it?
5: It really is. It's hard to match that many years of experience. I've been through every kind of market and uh, our loan officers are just the best.
4: What is it that you're trying to do for clients and their family?
5: We want them to get the house that's going to bring them joy mm-hmm. for their entire Entire life.
4: What is sort of the common question that comes up all the time with mortgages?
5: The biggest question in this area is uh, what about home values? We expect home values to be high for a long time around here. So now is the time to buy. Now is the time to refinance.
4: That's Laura's Laura's Home Loans. Laura's got the best team working with her. You can reach her at one eight three three ask Laura. That's one eight three three ask Laura at laurashomeloans.com. loans dot Mortgage Master Service Corporation CL four zero four four five an equal housing opportunity. Thanks, Laura. Hi, this is Patrick and
6: Lisa, and you've heard us here on Street Talk with Chris Davies.
2: We don't just respond to real estate questions on the show. Nope. We're ready to take your call, meet in person and start working for you.
6: It's our mission to provide answers, guidance, and exceptional customer service. We aim to earn your trust with your local real estate team. Patrick and Lisa.
2: Give us a call at 206-954-3555. Again, 206-954-3555.
6: Buying, selling, or or both. both. Your success is what matters most. Our connections can help.
2: Patrick and Lisa, local experts coming together to help you find your place in the world.
6: Patrick and Lisa, you can find us at patrickandlisa.com or give us a call at 206-954-3555. That's 206-954-3555. Patrick and Lisa, you can find us at patrickandlisa.com.
7: Hey, it's Dori Monson with Brian, a fellow 3010 Weight Loss for Life customer. And Brian, your story is incredible. How much weight did you lose at 3010?
8: Eighty three pounds. That is fantastic. Congratulations.
7: My wife says
8: that basically she has a new boyfriend
7: (laughs) (laughs) to be back in that category where you're getting positive comments about your physical appearance. That's that's pretty cool.
8: Well, and it worked. Finally, I broke down and bought some new clothes. And and, you know, I have to admit, I'm looking pretty good. Isn't that fun when you get to buy that new wardrobe? Oh, yeah. I lost eight inches in my waist, and I looked in the mirror, and I just smiled. And I said, geez, Louise, sweet. (laughs) My son sent me a picture of about two and a half years ago, and then he sent me a picture from two weeks ago, and he goes, wow, congratulations.
7: What's your story going to be? Give him a call, 855-843-3010. That's 855-843-3010, or go to 3010weightlossforlife.com. You're worth it.
0: Sharing the latest news and exchanging insights on the mortgage industry and all things real estate, this is Street Talk. Now, with an ear to the pavement of our Northwest stomping grounds, here's your host of Street Talk, Chris Davies.
1: As I'm taking my ear off the pavement, (laughs) I hadn't heard that. (laughs) (laughs) We will uh, talk a little bit about what's going on in the market. Um, Specifically, interest rates have been relatively flat. I mean, uh, we did see rates hit five or go a little bit above five, and certain situations. I mean, uh, lower credit scores, cash out refinances at eighty uh, percent. Those rates, uh, you're gonna you're gonna feel it a little bit more. So there's always going to be uh, different criteria that will set different rates because all these different things come into play. But uh, the Fed had their meeting, or the the uh, the notes from the meeting were released this week. Uh, where the Fed chief talked about uh you know they always talk about the target rate, where the where the overnight rate is where the federal funds rate is at. And that he was hinting at the fact that they're just below neutral. So what that means is maybe they're considering slowing down the rate increases that have been ongoing. Uh the general consensus is though that 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 that, that his statement uh was that that may not necessarily be the case everything there's, there's still so many strong factors unemployment wise you have a couple of hiccups with what's going on in the auto industry uh, with GM obviously cutting a few you know lots, lots of jobs, of jobs. <laughs> a few a few <laughs> lots no but so there's there are some things in the background that are going on uh, the general consensus is that we are going to see a rate hike in December so that's going to be interesting to see what happens there but uh, if they put a pause on that then you could say that maybe we won't see three rate increases next year which is what the general consensus is but again it's it's still going to continue to go up even if it's at a slower pace it's still going to go up so when that go when that what what that means is that your long-term mortgage rates are going to go up as well we haven't seen a huge adjustment uh as far as mortgage rates go com- in comparison to what the Fed's done over the last couple of years. So, so there's still quite a bit of room for it to increase. Um, and o- obviously, the big thing is what's going on with the trade agreement, what's going on with the tariffs and those types of things. Those things can all actually have an effect on interest rates as well. But for the, for the most part right now, it's still a great opportunity to get out there. If you find the house at the right price and be able to negotiate the terms that you like, I don't see any reason why you would wait. I agree you know a uh, big thing that you'll be interested to find out loan limits are going up so your normal conforming loan limits like when you buy a house uh, your Fannie Freddie Fannie Mae Freddie Mac your conforming loan limits this year your conforming loan amounts 453,100 it's increasing to 483,350 uh on the jumbo conforming side this is where you can still buy a house at 5% down that loan amount's going up from six hundred and sixty-seven to seven hundred and twenty-six thousand five twenty-five.
2: That's an appreciable difference. I mean, that's really great.
1: That means your sales price can be seven sixty-five or less, and you can put five percent down on the house. Yeah, so amazing. if you haven't been able to save, that's the biggest. That's the biggest moniker these days. I can't save fast enough to to be in a point to buy a house. Mm-hmm. If you haven't been able to save. If you have 5% and you can afford the monthly payment, then you can get yourself into that appreciative market and be on the win side versus just paying rent and not, and not have everything show for it. Mm-hmm. But to me, those are, those are some huge changes. Obviously, if you're buying uh, more than one unit, like a duplex or a triplex, those loan amounts are even higher than that. But then the down payment requirements change as well. So there's a lot going on on the lending side. But uh, again, I think that people need to figure out where they're at, and make sure that they're on a firm foundation because then you can go out there in the market and act with confidence. Absolutely.
2: Chris, how are uh, first-time homebuyer programs
1: looking these days? We haven't, I haven't talked about that in a while with you. First-time homebuyer programs, they're great. Uh, what the biggest difference on first-time homebuyer programs, and this is going to be co- to the conforming loan limits, so $483,350, mm-hmm. uh, effective January. But what that means is it's 3% down. So that's a great advantage. Uh, it's better than FHA. It's three percent down, and also your normal cre- what I call credit score tiering. Every twenty points on your conforming loan will make the will make the interest rate more expensive. On the first time home buying programs, the the differences in credit score is going to be much more forgiving. So you you're going to find that you're not going to get hit as hard. So you can still get. You're not going to have to pay. Uh, a huge differential for, sc- for credit score differentiation. Now, of course, if you go all the way down to 620, the, it's, gonna, it's still going to be a significant difference. But if it's, you know, 680, 700, 720, it's not going to be as bad as it would be on a normal conforming loan amount. But the, the biggest, I mean, 3% down on, a fi- on basically a $500,000 purchase, you're talking about $15,000, you know, I mean, that's you, you can hardly buy a car for $15,000 these days. Right.
2: And there's a lot more homes out there available now in that price range. I, I mean, it's not hard to find them.
1: Mm-hmm. And
3: and what is the uh, the current rate going on, the, like, the Housing
1: Finance Commission? Um... Oh, you're talking about – okay, so there's programs where it's 100% down. I always try to advise if people can get 3%, they're going to be better off because the interest rate on the Washington State Housing – it's a great program, and you can walk into a house with zero money down, and that'll also go to the conforming loan limits as well. But your interest rates tend to be about a point higher on those programs. Yeah, I was, thinking,
3: I was thinking that I heard that that was around six. I think they were quoting six on the uh, housing finance. I'm I'm going to the, right the,
1: the website is uh, wshfc.org. I mean, the, the, the uh, rates are published on the website. So, what you're looking at, uh, if it's if they they do a three percent down program too, where, where there's, no, there's no down payment assistance, and for no points, their interest rate is going to be five point three seven five. And uh, if you're using the zero down program, their interest rate going to be six and a quarter. <sighs> yeah. So, again, you're going to be on the uh, Fannie Mae freddie mac home possible home ready was three percent down you're probably going to be in the 4.8 to five and an eighth mm-hmm. range depending on what the various criteria are. yeah so again if, if people have it then, I, then great I would, yeah then great and those funds can be gifted you can borrow against a one k you have a car that's paid off you can borrow against the car so there's various ways that you can get the down payment um so I mean, there's 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 just so many different things out there that people just aren't aware of it, and that's where I think it's it's really important uh, for somebody to uh, call and, and get the information. Let's go to the phones and talk to Danny. Hi, Danny. It's Chris here. What's your question this morning? Hello. Good morning.
9: Yeah. This. Um, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing very well. Enjoying the day. How about? What's your question this morning?
9: Well, was, you know, this price drop you talk about this last season, uh, it seems to have kind of been going on since like 2010. Gets hot spring through July, and it drops every year to this. I've owned homes in Kitsap, so Homish and King. I've been watching the prices. July 1st, it's up. Then it starts fading. It's a yearly thing.
1: Except for the, 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 the only phenomenon. country. phenomenon. Yeah, the only contradiction to that's going to be the fact that uh, uh, Seattle has led the nation of uh, basically twenty-three months running up until about June of this year. So for twenty-three months straight, they led the nation in uh, housing appreciation. So uh, right. that would mean that uh-huh. there was no cyclical effect uh, going into the going into the summer, and then going into the going into the fall. I would agree that on a normal market, you would be absolutely correct, mm-hmm. but in this particular market, the way this market has been over the last three to four years, the prices have steadily increased and have continued to increase to the point that it suffocated people where they where they either backed out or didn't want to buy, and the ones that did, obviously... Yeah, uh, they're
9: just on the sidelines. They're, uh, they're busy now. They're looking spring, summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what people are buying, and that's what I would recommend if you're going to Sell, sell in the spring to Ju- uh, July. Buy in the winter. It drops. It's like buying, you know, stock
1: up and down. Look at the pattern. And I again to your point, Danny. I think in a normal cyclical market, I think that probably makes sense. Uh, in this particular market uh, where we're at right now, I don't think that. I don't think that you can just look at it. From a normal cycle, if that makes sense, yeah
2: well, the other thing is Danny's talking about some of the what you know we would call outlying areas of Seattle too, right, yes. and so he's he's probably right in some respect there too, because those markets are a little bit different than when we talk about the insular city market, so mm-hmm. we do see some some changes in those markets that are that do feel more cyclical than we were seeing in Seattle itself
3: yeah, yeah. i I do have uh, something, and I don't know if he's still. On, but uh, Danny, this is Quasi with uh, with Compass, and a a few things. I think one of the things he was also alluding to was it sounded like inventory, as far as homes that were available, and you know that kind of we always go through this seasonal slow, which I would agree with. I I I do see that the numbers do fall come you know after the summertime, Mm -hmm. but the thing is, is that. Even during that time, within the last three or four years, what we've done is actually outperformed the new inventory coming on the market with the homes that hadn't already sold. We had enough buyers to absorb that inventory. That's the only thing that's different now is that we actually have more inventory than we have buyers. And that's why we see more and more inventory coming on. Now, it's starting to change a little bit. (laughs) It's starting to change in the last month or so. The other thing um, that I would say is, he was like, if if I was looking to buy and sell, it sounded like he said I would wait till spring to right? buy, to, to, to buy, to, to yeah. buy. Okay, to I list.
2: would no. He said to, oh, list. List. to yeah. list, to list, yeah. yeah but
3: then he, hmm, he to was buy saying, now
2: and list later.
3: Yeah. So what I would say is, that's not always the case mm-hmm. because if the market is always, if the market is starting to continue to appreciate. If I'm moving down, I want to buy when, like, sooner than later because it's always going up, right? If it's continued to appreciate, I want to buy now, regardless of whether or not I sell my house. And yeah, everybody wants to sell at their peak, but I don't think there's a timing of the market. I think a lot of people make the mistake of trying to time the market, just like people make the mistake of trying to time the, uh, the, um, the stock market there's no timing the market sure. it, you, you really don't so I, I think uh you know you really just have to take it, all that into account and say hey what's what's my situation and get some advice from uh from a professional in the particular area that you're looking to buy in
9: but i've been saying i would sell my house every year because the properties have just plummeted it does happen every year and it comes right back up that's when you want to sell it
1: yeah. Again, appreciate the call, Danny. We're having a, a slight issue hearing uh, the, the questions, but uh, those are actually very relevant questions. Folks, we're coming up to a break. The number to the show is 844-TALK-101. Once again, our number is 844-TALK-101. We'll be right back. For more
4: than 30 years, local veterans and service members have turned to this expert and my friend for home buying guidance. Hi, everybody. It's John Curley with Laura Keel with Laura's Home Loans. Laura, our military members certainly deserve the benefits, but what are some of the opportunities that they can also enjoy when it comes to a VA loan?
5: You know, VA loans are absolutely spectacular, and I'm just so honored that we can serve our veterans by offering this in our area. I love our veterans.
4: What kind of questions do some of the service members have when they come to you?
5: You know, their questions aren't any different than the questions of most people, which is, how about house values? Is this a good time to buy? Is my investment going to be pretty secure in this area? Those are the kinds of questions they have. The VA loan is honestly the best loan I know of in the United States. So if you're qualified, you're getting a very good loan.
4: Laura is the one to call 833 ask Laura. That's 833 ask Laura or laurashomeloans.com. My friend, Laura Keel, Mortgage Master Service Corporation, CL40445, an equal housing opportunity.
7: When people throughout western Washington are ready to start losing weight and living healthier, they call the effective and affordable 3010 weight loss for life. And Story Monson, you know my story. Five years ago, I went to 3010. They helped me lose 25 pounds. took me about five and a half weeks. And whether you need to lose a few pounds like me, I have friends who have lost 80, a 100 pounds. 3010 will help you reach that goal. All you have to do is find the location nearest you. Call 855-843-3010, 855-843-3010, or 3010weightlossforlife.com. What does a chicken
4: salad and reverse mortgage have in common? Well, the answer is Laura Keel of Laura's Home Loans. Laura, I've been calling it a seminar, and it's not a seminar. Is it?
5: Our lunch and learn is a very small, intimate group. We have lunch together and get everybody's questions answered.
4: If you have questions about reverse mortgages, there's one happening December 19th in Kent. Have lunch and a pretty good chicken salad. Call 833 Ask Laura. Laura's Homeloans.com. Mortgage Master Service Corporation, CL 40445. Equal housing opportunity.
3: Hi, this is Kwesi with the Kwesi Homes team. As a real estate agent, I love helping my clients make the most of their investment. When you are selling a fixed upper a tear down or buildable land, you not only want to make the most for your property, you have so many other factors to consider. Can the buyer get financing? Do I want a bunch of people walking through the property? How long will it take to close and get my money? and that's where I come in. Strategy and experience are critical with these types of properties. I'll help you measure your options, hammer out the details, and get the best value. If you are considering selling your fixed-upper, hair-down, or buildable land, give me a call. 206-854-4132. That's 206-854-4132. This is Quasi with the Quacy Homes team. Start by investing in experience and strategy. All conversations are confidential. Call 206
0: 854 4132. Buy, sell, invest, and rest. When it comes to the mortgage industry and real estate, know the ropes, the ins and outs, and all the curves. This is Street Talk with Chris Davies, with a panel of industry insiders here to take your call. Now, here's your host of Street Talk, Chris
1: Davies. Welcome back to Street Talk. Thanks so much for listening. It's uh, your radio show on all things real estate, financing, selling, buying. We try to answer all those questions. So interesting point. When's the right time to sell? When's the right time to buy? I think really uh, to the points that we were making in the earlier segment, it's going to be a little bit zip code dependent uh, depending on the area that you're at, but uh, in some areas, you, st- you, you still have month-to-month appreciation. And in others, you've had that huge drop that you've seen that's happened over the spring and the early part of autumn. Mm-hmm. So uh, you've got to be careful, again, not to try-, try and time the market. Crazy, uh, you came up with an interesting term uh, during the break.
3: Well, I wish I invented the term, but I didn't. <laughs> um, I just equated it to dollar cost averaging. Now, it's not the same in real estate as it would be in Wall Street and in in the stock market because you can invest a little bit at a time, which is what dollar cost averaging is. Uh, You put it in and set intervals and you continue to buy and you can continue to invest in the market. In real estate, it's like, hey, I'm buying or I'm selling this uh, property for most people. They're selling one property and buying another or maybe they're just buying, right? I think it really comes down to let's not try and time the market. If this was 2007, 2008, what, what did those people think? The market's going to continue to keep going up, right? And then the market keeps going down. And then what do we hear from people? Oh, you know, it's going to keep, continue to go down. So no, no matter what people are, if it's high, they're looking for the bottom. If it's the bottom, they're trying to find that and see when it goes up. Look, you invest right now. And over the history of the market, especially here in Seattle, it's a win-win proposition. So you just need to decide in your market, in your time, what's right for you. Am I moving up? Am I moving down? And that's just in price, not necessarily in size of home or anything like that. That's just price. If If I'm moving up or moving down, talk to an advisor, a real estate professional, a mortgage professional like Chris, and make the best decision for yourself.
1: Well, I, I, there's so many there's so many different parameters to take into account. I mean, if you're buying and selling and the market's low, if you sell in a low market, you're going to buy in a low market. So, I mean, that that that, that. exactly. Yes, but,
2: but I always feel this too. So, let's say I've owned a home for quite a long time, and I have a great amount of appreciation in that home, a great amount of equity, right? Um, More than I ever put into the home. I'm going to be able to take that equity. It's more than I could have imagined and use it as a down payment towards another home. So it's not necessarily apples to apples. Um, you know, I can take that two, three hundred thousand dollar equity that I have in my home and instead of just having, you know, 20% down or, you know, 120,000 or whatever it's going to be. I now have a greater amount to put down, which honestly has increased my buying power, right? And that's, I think, what a lot of people forget when they're selling and then purchasing to look at that piece because that can make a huge difference on the home that you're going to be purchasing if you're looking to move up.
3: Yeah. right. Or interest rate. We were just talking about rates earlier. What's my rate now? We talked to so many people. um, We've even had callers in this show that have had uh, uh, interest rates, seven, 8%. We're like, wow, you didn't refi back then. They just didn't even know that it was possible. <laughs> right? right. But if they sell and buy now, they take that equity, put it on another house and they have a lower interest rate. So there's a lot of factors coming in besides what can I sell my house for? Um, and am I going to make more money now or in the spring? Um, there's a lot of factors to uh, to consider. Yeah.
1: Well, the market's opened up, so now you can actually sell and go buy a house. Whereas before, in the last couple of years, you weren't guarantee that you'd be able to find a find a house, and also the price that you'd buy the house that would be uncertain. Mm-hmm. So now you can take a look at the <laughs> listing price. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm serious. I, I mean, just yeah. had
2: this vision of rolling dice. Yeah. I really, genuinely did. Exactly. <laughs> that's what
1: it was. Yeah, but it, that's what it, that's what it sort of felt like. Yeah. So people said, "Oh, we got to, we know." We, you saw, you, saw, you saw an uptick in remodeling and th- those types of things. Well, now you can go ahead. If you want to be 10 miles further down the road, you can take a look at it, and you can look at the list prices of the homes there and go, gosh, you know, that's, that's about what I'm going to pay. Whereas in the last couple of years, that was not the price that you were going to pay. So I think there's a lot more assuredness yes. in moving forward and doing things now than what the, what, or than what there's been over the last... Year or two at least. Mm-hmm. So from that perspective, I think, you know, don't you know? Again, don't don't sit on the sidelines, you know, unless you're actively involved. Where you where you start to look at the market, you start to see the trends, you start to see what happens. It's going to be hard to make those decisions. And the same thing goes on the lending side. On the lending side, you just got to get you just got to figure out what payment you're comfortable paying. Yes. In other words, whether if the interest rate is five or it's. 4.75 or is 5.25 at the end of the day? Is that, is that the payment that you're comfortable paying? Mm-hmm. So you don't get too wrapped up in what the market's doing. It's going to fluctuate. Yeah.
2: You know, I think getting information now might be more valuable than it has been in such a long time <sighs> Right, because we've been in this market that everybody's been, we, we we became familiar with it. We all knew it. It was going up. It was going up. It was going up. Well, now there are some changes. And so I mm-hmm. think now what we're alluding to and we're talking about is, you know, get a hold of a mortgage professional, call Chris, call Quacy, and I, and talk about the market. It's it's a conversation, but there's so much happening right now that's really exciting. It's so this is what we've been waiting for. I keep saying this. This is what we've been waiting for on all levels. Yeah, um, it's the t- it's a great time.
3: You know, and I mentioned that that uh, that client earlier that I spoke with that previously had a home um, that failed to sell. Um, we're having this conversation and. It's a tale of two markets. She's trying to sell in Seattle and move to Puyallup. So talk about two oh, wow. markets that couldn't be more different right now, right? And it's like, look, there's, a, there's more of a dynamic here than just saying, let's sell now and buy later, right? That's, there's a whole lot of information that you got to dissect, sit down and say, hey, let's sit down, have a conversation, what works for you. Right. And Anne hasn't been pre-approved. I didn't mention that earlier. She hadn't even talked to a lender. So I was like, whoa, what if you were to sell this house and and you got it sold and then find out that you couldn't purchase a house? What would you do? She was like, oh, well, I wouldn't sell. I'm like, well, okay,
1: uh, we need to talk to a mortgage professional right now. Well, you no, know, the funny you bring that up. And, uh, you know, at, at Laura's Home Loans Mortgage Masters, they actually do bridge loans. yeah. The, when
2: we have not seen those in a while, I,
1: I, I mean hardly at all. There, there are very few people that do bridge loans. Mm-hmm. That uh, again, it's it's pretty basic. There's a couple couple criteria, but you could actually still have your house. There's a ton of equity into it. You want to be able to put that equity into your next purchase. You know, essentially that's called a bridge loan. If you didn't do a HELOC ahead of time that you can draw upon, right? You still have to qualify for both payments and such, but. It's a very doable thing. If you haven't mm-hmm. done it, just do a bridge loan and call it a day. The pr- the approval process on that is, it's very quick. Yeah,
2: and it's but it is very different than a HELOC, though, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it, yeah.
1: It it is different. It yeah. is different.
2: It, I mean, it's, in a lot of ways, it helps the process out even more. So it's it's really designed for that. I should yep. say, right? Exactly. Okay.
1: it's, to, it's the it's the, it's designed to help you get into the house yes. and he- help you start out with that low payment. But there's different programs. Um, We'll talk more about it in the next segment. Folks, the number is 844-TALK-101.
4: I'm in the studio with Laura Keel from Laura's Home Loans. Laura, you have a huge heart and you have a tremendous amount of knowledge when it comes to mortgages. And you and I have shared stories of people that you have, quote-unquote, rescued. Right. Right. Give me one that really strikes you.
5: We just finished up a home loan for one of our seniors that lives in Bellevue, Mm -hmm. owned his home free and clear on Social Security and could not make his tax payments. I mean, it was a choice between paying tax bills or eating. So he got behind in his taxes. King County foreclosed on him or tried to. We got down to the day of closing. We were able to save his home, pay his tax bill, get it negotiated down for him so it was much less. We also got to include payment of his taxes for the expected lifetime for him. So now he doesn't have a mortgage payment. He doesn't have a tax or property payment, and he can live in his house in Bellevue on his Social Security income.
4: That's Laura Keel with knowledge and a gigantic heart. You can reach her at one eight three three Ask Laura. That's one eight three three Ask Laura. Laura's Home Loans.com, a Mortgage Master Service Corporation CL four zero four four five an equal housing opportunity.
7: Hey, Story Monson with Brian, a fellow thirty ten weight loss for life customer, and Brian, your story is incredible. How much weight did you lose at thirty ten?
8: Eighty-three pounds.
7: That is fantastic. Congratulations.
8: My wife says that basically she has a new boyfriend.
7: <laughs> <laughs> to be back in that category where you're getting positive comments about your physical appearance, that's that's pretty cool.
8: Well, and it worked. Finally, I broke down and bought some new clothes. And, and you know, I have to admit,
7: I'm looking pretty good. Isn't that fun when you get to buy that new wardrobe?
8: Oh, yeah. I lost eight inches in my waist, and I looked in the mirror, and I just smiled. And I said, geez, Louise, sweet. (laughs) My son sent me a picture of about two and a half years ago, and then he sent me a picture from two weeks ago, and he goes, wow, congratulations.
7: What's your story going to be? Give him a call, 855-843-3010. That's 855-843-3010, or go to 3010weightlossforlife.com. You're
10: worth it. When picking a real estate broker, customer satisfaction is key. Hi, this is Rebecca Mitsui of Keller Williams. When buying or selling a home, there's a lot to consider, and you've got a lot on your mind. As your real estate broker, it's my job to get the information that's right for you. Your interests are of interest to me. Now, there's a great deal of technology and information out there, but it takes a human touch to bring those numbers to life and close the deal. We'll utilize today's state-of-the-art tools, Keller Williams industry experience, and as a Seattle native, I know our stomping grounds like the back of my hand. I've also been honored with the Seattle Magazine Award for Best in Client Satisfaction. I'm Rebecca Mitsui of Keller Williams. Get first-class real estate service from me and my team. Call 206-935-6262. Again, 206-935-6262. If you're buying or selling, I'm here to help. 206-935-6262.
0: Maneuver the road of real estate. Now, back to Street Talk with Chris Davies.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back to Street Talk, your radio show. Let's go to the phones and talk to David. Good morning, David. It's Chris here. What's your question this morning?
9: Uh, well, I bargained for a backstep overlap, but back to your first-time buyer program. Yes. I was looking at three factors like gross worth, income, and credit, which looks pretty good to me. I know I qualified, but um, realistically, I was looking at a three-year plan. Do you work with people in advance like that? Oh,
1: of course. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, it's never too soon to get pre-approved, just give you... And you get, it's never too soon to get a roadmap on what it's going to take to get to you, to, to to get to where you want to be. Um, and that could, you know, I mean, sometimes I've had people contact me on a one-year program. Three years is out there a little bit. But again, as long as you keep doing the things that you've been doing and we establish that roadmap, then there's not going to be any issues at all. And all that does is just... Uh, it shortens the loan processing time, if that makes sense, because I'll i have all the information already built into the file. Um, but I've had people...
9: My three-year con- three idea was kind of setting the bar low. I get
1: it. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I've had people contact me that said, gosh, you know what, I, got to, I, I have to work on some things. I've got to fix some things. Uh, I go ahead and look at the whole scenario. And then the uh, next thing you know is they're making an offer within two months. So it increases. So... Yeah. You know, it's one of those things. You just uh, you just don't know until... You never know when you're going to see that perfect house that you want to buy that, that makes you just go, let me jump in on that.
9: Well, the fact that you could help me build a roadmap is actually what I'm really looking
1: at. Absolutely. Uh, I'll give out my contact information here in just a sec. Uh, you can just give me a call at the office and I'd, ha- I'd be happy to... Uh, get you going on that. And that's not not a problem at all. We do that for a lot of folks. And I highly recommend that people do it well ahead of time. Uh, There's always different things, whether it be credit-oriented, whether it be asset-oriented, assets being monies, uh, just those types of things that a little bit of pre-planning goes a long ways and it actually improves the loan process, the loan program, and puts you into a better position. So uh, appreciate the call, uh, David. I think that's a great question.
2: I like that, Chris, because I'm sure you come across this a lot. I'm sure Quasi does as well, where somebody, you know, will meet with us and they'll say, yeah, I'm thinking of buying, you know, I have to do a lot of stuff. I'll be buying probably next year. And then they connect with you, Chris, and determine that, well, you know what? Actually, it's not It's not something I have to wait on. There are programs available. I do have enough funds. I can make this work. The timing is right. And I love that. It's It's great. That knowledge is so important.
1: Absolutely, knowledge is power. But I mean, again, the 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 conception of a twenty percent down payment you can't you can't save that down payment fast enough to be able to buy. People that were in the market two years ago that had maybe even even on the uh, I say even with the Washington State program that was available back, you know, that's been available for a few years. Even if that interest rate was a little bit higher, the people that took advantage of it over the last three to four years, they're the ones right now that have built. A hundred to two hundred to potentially three hundred thousand dollars of equity, depending on where they're at, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And they did it with zero down, and they (laughs) said, "They, they, you know, I've had people who would have thought, who would have thought, right?" (laughs) So I've had people contact me, and I say, "Gosh, you know what? Um, Credit score maybe is marginal. I mean, I say marginal. You know, maybe uh, I'm not being." I'm not being condescending. I'm just saying if your credit score is not as good as some, FHA might be a better program. Then you, then you have mortgage insurance. That's not, that's not a negative thing. That's just the best program that fits your profile, mm-hmm. right? If you move on that and you get something and then you're building equity, it's been, a, it's been, it's been established out there that home ownership is one of the key ingredients to building wealth.
3: Well, and one of the things that you had brought up earlier, Chris, was about uh, if you are putting a down payment, there's going to be a tiers for your credit score. So if you're three years in advance and you're saving for down payment and you can have your credit looking stellar when you go to buy, you're just getting a better rate. It's all going to be worth it in the end. Um, So there's never it's never too early to start planning for this.
1: Yeah. And also, I think depending on what the tax bracket is for various people, Uh, especially with Trump changing the tax code a little bit, doubling the standard deduction. I still think it warrants talking to a a tax advisor saying, gosh, if I have a mortgage in X with an interest deduction of X, what, what does that do for me? You know, does that, does that mean that I can itemize? Does that mean I get to use a schedule? There's a, there's a lot of different things when you start to pre-plan it that are all about wealth building. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we can't answer all of those questions, but I mean, again, the more you talk to and not, not just think about it, it's still amazing to me how many people go out and find a house and then go, oh, I need, to get, I need to go ahead and get pre-approved. I love this house, <laughs> but then the payment's going to be like $300 more. So it's yeah. like, ah, well, you know, that's the house you love though. So, you know, again, doing it ahead of time certainly is uh, beneficial, I feel. You know, yeah. it's, just, uh, it's just, it gives you that much more confidence when you go out there and look at properties. You know that you can do it, but three percent down, three hundred thousand dollars. You can buy a house for nine thousand dollars down. Yeah, and in today's market, now or you can you can start to negotiate for seller-paid closing costs, so your down payment is the only expense, depending. Mm Hmm. So that was not that has not not been the case. case. Yeah, Yeah, because normally you can you know depending on what your situation is, normally you can add. A, a pretty nice sum for the down payment, for the uh, closing costs, too. And that's certainly not uh, what's going on. So we're getting towards the end of the show, but interesting stat. I read a uh, statistic, excuse me, that I read in the newspaper. Uh, Redfin states that 20% of the homes are bought sight unseen.
2: That seems high. That's
3: exactly what I said when he told me that. That I I thought it seemed really high.
2: Sight unseen. I mean, it happens, but I'm going to throw a number out there that I would say, you know, out of 50 homes that maybe we sell, maybe it happens two or three
1: times. Yeah.
2: Sight unseen. Yeah. Truly.
1: So less than 10%. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously they're using apps Right? And, you know, looking at all the pictures and going through it. But it's not the same thing.
2: Right. But they're visiting. I mean, at some point, they're using the apps, but they're visiting the home. So that's... I understand. Yeah. I understand.
1: What I'm saying is if you buy a sight unseen and you haven't walked through the house, that to me seems fairly incredible. Yeah. Well,
2: but that does happen. I mean, we just... You actually yeah. closed on one for us recently where he was in Texas and we did walkthroughs with him skyping you know so that that definitely happens but it's not gosh i wouldn't think 20 percent yeah that seems very high
3: really high just
2: like i think i read a stat too recently that statistic that said one of every four
1: homes sold in seattle was a cat to a cash buyer i read this did you read that i read something similar but i think that was a little while ago but yes it's certainly a high a high percentage of cash deals but
2: 25 percent
1: yeah in, with a or $750,000 medium price? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great show today, guys. <laughs> Lisa, how can people get a hold of you?
2: They can get a hold of me. They can um, reach out at patrickandlisa.com. You can also uh, call or text me. My number is 206 954 I'd love to help you out, answer questions that you have um, about purchasing, selling uh, the market, all kinds of great stuff going on. Happy to help.
1: And Crazy.
3: Uh, Best way to get a hold of me is to call or text. And that number is 206-854-4132.
1: Perfect. Uh, You can reach me directly at uh, Laura's Home Loans Mortgage Master's. 253-234-2206. 253-234-2206. Again, that's 253-234-2206. Uh, any questions regarding lending, uh, even if it's just a, a chat, call anytime. Happy to answer those questions. In the meantime, Hawks are playing San Francisco today. The, game, <laughs> the uh, pre-game show is coming up. Good luck to the Hawks. We know they're going to do well. Go Hawks! <laughs>
0: Chris Davies, MLO 105695, Mortgage Master Service Corporation, CL40445, Equal
6: Housing Opportunity. Hi, this is Patrick. And Lisa. And you've heard us here on Street Talk with Chris Davies.
2: We don't just respond to real estate questions on the show. Nope. We're ready to take your call, meet in person, and start working for you.
6: It's our mission to provide answers, guidance, and exceptional customer service. We aim to earn your trust with your local real estate team. Patrick and Lisa.
2: Give us a call at 206-954-3555. Again, 206-954-3555.
6: Buying, selling, or or both. both. Your success is what matters most. Our connections can help.
2: Patrick and Lisa, local experts coming together to help you find your place in the world.
6: Patrick and Lisa. You can find us at patrickandlisa.com or give us a call at 206-954-3555. That's 206-954-3555. Patrick and Lisa, you can find us at patrickandlisa.com.
4: For over 30 years, home buyers have turned to this local expert and my friend for guidance. Hey everybody, it's John Curley with Laura Keel. It's always so great to see you, Laura Keel, from Laura's Home Loans. You and your experience is so beneficial to the clients, isn't it?
5: It really is. It's hard to match that many years of experience. I've been through every kind of market and uh, our loan officers are just the best.
4: What is it that you're trying to do for clients and their family?
5: We want them to get the house that's going to bring them joy Mm -hmm. for their entire life
4: what is sort of the common question that comes up all the time with mortgages
5: the biggest question in this area is uh, what about home values we expect home values to be high for a long time around here so now is the time to buy now is the time to refinance
4: that's Laura's Laura's home loans Laura's got the best team working with her you can reach her at 1833 ask Laura that's 1833 ask Laura at Laura's home com. mortgage master service corporation CL 40445 an equal housing
3: opportunity thanks Laura Laura. Hi, this is Quasi with the Quasi Homes team. As a real estate agent, I love helping my clients make the most of their investment. When you are selling a fixer-upper, a teardown or buildable land, you not only want to make the most for your property, you have so many other factors to consider. Can the buyer get financing? Do I want a bunch of people walking through the property? How long will it take to close and get my money? And that's where I come in. Strategy and experience are critical with these types of properties. I'll help you measure your options, hammer out the details, and get the best value. If you are considering selling your fixed rubber, tear teardown, or buildable land, give me a call. 206-854-4132. That's 206-854-4132. This is Quasi with the Quasi Homes team. Start by investing in experience and strategy. All conversations
1: are confidential. Call 206-854-4132.